Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. But uh, I want to talk to you just a little bit about uh, something fun. I know it's already 1220. Um, listen, if you guys got to go at 1230, that's okay. I'm just going to talk until I'm done. I'm not going to make it something that it's not, but I'm not going to cut it short because it's almost 1230 either. So is that all right with you guys? I was going to do it one way or the other. Hey, but I love you guys for real. And... Um, Man, I've just been so amazed and overwhelmed. We got a very special guest right here. Lena, wave your hand at him. All the way from Denver, Colorado. This is Lacey's mama. Actually, where's Lacey? We should be singing her happy birthday. This is after service, after service. It's her birthday today. 23, she looked good. Uh, all right, moving on, moving on. Sunday fun day. Man, it's just, it really is amazing to be um, your pastor, guys. I just cannot tell you enough how honored I am to pastor and lead you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, John 10, 10 is a very uh, familiar passage. Me and Caitlin were talking last night, and I said, uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. And so we drove around the city for like 10 minutes, and the Lord just, pff, confirmation. And because um, she was like, well, tomorrow's supposed to be a fun day. So that's why we had the photo booth, and we got the drinks, and the ball pit, and the gift cards, because we wanted to make it fun. How many of you guys know that the kingdom of God consists of what three things? Right? Peace, righteousness, joy, and the Holy Ghost. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, if we're going to talk about something that's fun, I'm thinking, I'm thinking joy. Joy's fun. I, I, you know, I'm having the most fun when I'm, when I'm carefree. And I'm the most carefree when I'm overcome with his strength. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so I'm going to tell you how to get that today. Uh, It's a little secret I learned from this book called the B-I-B-L-E. You may have heard of it. So Jesus gives a little bit of rebuke. It's a lot of rebuke. John 10 is is a chapter about the shepherd. We're in the Passion. And, it, and he's referencing, um, I think he's referencing three things. Very specifically, he's referencing the Pharisees because they're the ones that are trying to keep people loyal to themselves. I think it's pretty clear that uh, when he says a thief has only one thing in mind, he wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I think it's uh, pretty clear to me that he's talking about the devil who hates us, hates our freaking guts, and he wants to mess up our lives. He doesn't want to see you succeed. He certainly doesn't want to see you full of joy. He doesn't want to see you overcome with strength and full of joy and just feeling freedom and just relaxed and chillaxing in, in the presence of, of our Father, who is also God and the Supreme One who reigns forever and ever. Amen. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want you to have that constant state of living in, in serenity. So I believe that's the second reference there. And there's some other ones that you can get into 
if you'd like to study your Bible, um, and I would encourage you to do that. But he, he goes on to quickly say, but I have come to give you everything in abundance. Again, this is the passion. Uh, he said, more than you expect, life in its fullness till you overflow. Life in its fullness till you overflow. Uh, some of you may not know this, but last week I uh, was filling up the baptismal baptistry. Uh, and um, the valve that lets you drain the water out of it wasn't shut. And so when I started to fill it, I didn't know it wasn't shut. And so I left the sanctuary for like 10 minutes, and it's right here in front of the stage. And I came back 10 minutes later, and there's water like all the way over there to uh, where Miss Robin is. Wave your hand at him. Yeah, right there. There was water from here to there, like big pools all the way underneath these first two rows. And um, I messaged my buddy. Is your baby doing Okay. We don't need to raise that to life. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's a fake baby. She was patting its head. Okay, all right, all right. So I messaged Pastor Johnny. And how many of you guys were here for Wednesday night? Overflow. Come on, was that not amazing? Testimonies have been pouring in. Guys, I'm telling you, we are going to be doing more joint services and I'm telling you guys, get ready, because one Sunday, we're going to cancel church, and we're just going to go somewhere else. I'm just letting you know, I, it's, I've had it on my heart, and it was confirmation, so clear. I, I promise we'll plan it and make sure we communicate, let you guys know, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, because it was fun on Wednesday. So Johnny, I messaged him last, last Saturday night, and uh, he said, it's prophetic of overflow. And I was like, I received that, because how many of you guys know what Romans says? Romans chapter 8, he said, he works all things together for good. Well, this isn't, this isn't good. There's water overflowing in the sanctuary. But last week, we had incredible baptist ser- baptism service. How many of you guys were here for that? Come on, that was awesome, right? And there's still, there was somebody here who was last, uh, last Sunday was here. They were like, I want to get baptized. So we already got somebody signed up for the next one. Kayla, I don't see her here today. But um, if you want to get baptized, make sure, you know, that's a whole other thing. So... Again, Friday, um, from Friday night to yesterday, there was a slow leak outside. Um, on the outside wall, we have a little hose there, and we had some painting done where they cleaned off the brushes and everything, put the hose away, but didn't shut off the water valve. And so um, there's a, there was a splitter on there, and so they, they closed the split where the hose connects. Anyways, it was a slow leak, and so all the way back there where Cynthia was sitting, you wave your hand at him. There was water seeping all the way. There's a room back there behind where she's sitting, and there was water all the way under the floor there, and it was seeping all the way into the sanctuary. And so last night, Drew, didn't you say you said He said, this is overflow. And I'm like, come on. I think the Lord's trying to get across a message into somebody's life, and I receive it. I'm just saying, it could be for anybody. So anyways, overflow. He said, I have come to give you everything in abundance. And what he's really talking about is his, his life, which is the Zoe kind of life. And you can research this word if you like. You can buy the book by uh, Kenneth E. Hagan. Um, it's an interesting read. Uh, the word in um, that word, uh, abundance of life or life, life to the fullest, um, Zoe in the Greek, is, means the God kind of life. Uh, you can write that down if you like to. Um, and... Uh, it's interesting to me that in John 1, 4, it says that Jesus, um, 
came and he is the light of the world, which is the life of all men. And so what we, what we see here, the relation um, has to do with the life that God puts on the inside of us, which is a light that exposes darkness and that just causes everything to be illuminated and causes you to become free. And so when Jesus is saying this, I find it very ironic when he said, I came that you might have life to the fullest. And I'm like, well, like, what are we experiencing? Because we're not dead. If, because he's not talking to a room full of skeletons. And you're like, well, of course, you know, God has more to offer. But it's like, but wait a second. Like, if we're breathing and we're alive, what is he offering? If I'm not, if, if he's offering something, that must mean that I'm not experiencing it or I don't have it, right? And so this, this is a challenge to us as believers, a challenge us to, to those of us who may be uh, experiencing darkness or depression or, you know, oppression, sickness, anything. Because right here, very clearly, this is a promise. This is an offer. This is an invitation. I love, I love that God invites us into what he wants for us. He's saying, I want you to experience the kind of life that I experience. That's, that's game changing right there. We don't have to wait to be freed from sin when we die and go to heaven. Jesus promises abundant life here and now. I came that you could have the God kind of life, experiencing it to the fullest. The Amplified says it this way. I came that they may have life, they may have and enjoy life. Now, now stop, rewind that. You, like, look how serious y'all are. You're like, ah. Oh. Like, how, now, and I'm, I'm picking on you, I'm teasing you now. But how many times, how many days does Andrew... I'm not, see, I'm not going to pick on you anymore. How many times a day does, do I get up and I'm like, oh, back to the grind. Don't elbow your neighbor. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. It's like you get up and you're like, oh, like, man, another day. Like, you're living for the weekend. What's the weekend? That's a world concept. There's a Sabbath. Have your rest. Enjoy your rest. Enter your rest. Live in the rest. You ain't even got to wait to Sunday. Ooh. It is good. I agree. It's right there. By the water bottle. Yeah. Open it for me. Thank you. Enjoy life. You know what kids do really well? They enjoy life. They have fun. You know who receives the kingdom of God? Children. Amen. Be like a child. Amen. It's okay that we're not. It's okay that we miss it. This is not a message of shame and condemnation about how you haven't been childlike enough. Because we get it wrong. And that's okay. That's not the focal point. Jesus, close your eyes. Just, en just envision Jesus right now. Arms open wide, just extending his hand to you. He said, hey, come with me. I want you to have some fun.
that feel freeing? Does it feel liberating? I know it does for me. Okay, you can open them back up. He's, he's the giver. He's so good. So he said, have and enjoy life. Have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So two translations are both saying till it overflows. So there's an important aspect here. And then he goes on to talk about how he's the good shepherd. And remember, that's what this chapter is all about, how Jesus is. He said, I am the, the good shepherd. And he also said, I am the gate, which it's just, it's really interesting. So back to the uh, Passion Translation, verse 11, perfect, thank you. Is that I'm the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. So here we have in um, our subheading or uh, the uh, steady part with that word good. It says the word for good in Greek, kalos, can also mean beautiful, virtuous, excellent, genuine, or better. Jesus is the good shepherd. I want you guys to focus on that. You know, oftentimes um, throughout Scripture, we see the relation between God being the shepherd and us being the sheep. We see it in Psalms 23 specifically. And here Jesus is, is literally saying to us, to those who, who are listening, and he says this, to those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And he's offering, again, this is the invitation, to be one who provides for you. A shepherd does it all for the sheep because the sheep can't do it. So now we have a second reference to talking about being carefree. Because when you're not in control, come on, you're not in control. You have control over, over your response, over your, your reaction, over what you say or don't say, what you're thinking, you're not thinking. We don't have control of how everything is going to come out. I'm just not to say that you shouldn't use your faith or believe God. Stand on his promises. Don't misinterpret that. Don't go off into the ditch now. But sheep don't have to worry when they've got Jesus as their shepherd king. Amen. Children, they don't have to worry. You guys are doing so good. I can tell this is really sinking in. So I've, I've jotted down a couple of different thoughts I had uh, laying in bed um, last night. That fullness of life looks like challenging people's mindsets because Jesus is offering fullness of life to people, but he's challenging them at the same time because Basically, what he's saying is you're not experiencing it right now. Even though his disciples were following in his footsteps, he's saying, hey, listen to me. Let me, let me, let me be in your space. Let me get into where you're at. And he's challenging the religious too. And I love that. Um, and then I, I wrote down, I mentioned this a, a moment ago, uh, fullness of life looks like enjoying the little things. And I just really, I really believe that God just wants to help turn some of our mindsets to really just start thinking in a fresh way. How many of you guys know that 
when something is a fresh or new, when you're experiencing something, like for the beach, uh, the beach for the first time in a, maybe a long time, right? I'm not talking about Galveston. I'm talking about real water, Caribbean water. <laughs> Come on. Some of, you, some of you need to get born again and go, go, to, go to the Caribbean. Or maybe it's the mountains. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a log cabin. Maybe it's, that, maybe it's that fresh cup of coffee, you know? It's like, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Enjoy the little things. God, God is not this person who doesn't want you to enjoy life, or he wouldn't have said this. And you think, well, what, is, what does this have to do with anything? Because the disciples were too serious. The religious people were set on rules. And the disciples were, were too focused on not being able to, to keep the rules. They weren't deemed worthy or good enough. And Jesus is saying, you, you don't get it. You misunderstand. When you, when you focus, somebody say focus. When you focus on what matters most, living in harmony with him. Enjoy the, enjoy the little things. Enjoy life. Enjoy what you have now. Can I tell you, that's a secret. If you enjoy, if you appreciate, enjoying means being appreciative, right? We, I agree. People who are grateful people, what? They're joyful people. So, you, so the secret to containing joy, forgetting joy, is being grateful. Can you be grateful for what you have and, for, and, and stop focusing on what you don't have? It's hard, it, that's hard for me. I, I can't say yes. Not in every area. But I believe that by his, by his grace and his mercy, I can. And I believe that he wants to release that over, over you guys today. And I'm just going to, uh, here, here in a minute, um, Mike, would you grab those in the box right there? Yeah, right there. Yeah, you take one and give uh, boy, each of these boys one too. Perfect, yeah. Now, a couple of you guys got these shiny sticks when you walked in or when I walked in. But just hold on to those for just a minute longer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what to do with them. Yeah, go ahead. You're good. Thank you. Uh, this, this is just a little, just a little uh, tip and trick I learned uh, along the way from my wife. She's good at enjoying life. If you, if you need somebody to help disciple or coach you about enjoying the little things, spend an hour or two with her or, you know, just a couple of minutes. Uh, she'll, she'll challenge you for sure. And so um, I, wrote, I wrote this down. I said that Jesus did a lot, right? He, he went about healing all. There wasn't, no, there wasn't no baby prayer line. Didn't, didn't know just 10 people show up for Jesus to heal them. The masses were there. They brought out all the sick, and he healed them all. Jesus did a lot. Amen. So we can do a lot and get into a ditch of not enjoying life. All right? You know what I'm talking about? Busyness. Busyness doesn't produce righteousness. Righteousness is, is a fruit of the, the kingdom. The kingdom. And so we see that 
Jesus did a lot, but he also knew about getting away. So learn the ebb and the flow of the Spirit. I talked about seasons earlier this year, and uh, it's definitely one that stuck with me. Talked with somebody about seasons just a couple weeks ago. Every season is not a season for planting or building or growing. Amen. Amen. Now, you may, maybe you're asking, well, what season am I in? I'm glad you're asking that. That's a great starting point. Because if, if, if you don't know how to, to discern the seasons, Pastor Cameron would be glad to teach you. Pastor Beck would be glad to help you. But also the Holy Ghost can help you. You don't always need somebody. I'm not saying don't, don't go off into a ditch. I don't need a pastor. I don't need somebody to teach me. In the, in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. All right. I'm going to keep on moving. So he knew about getting away in the same way that he knew about ministering to the masses. Y'all getting some good notes? Okay. All right. So I believe, and I, I, I kind of started here, that fullness of life looks like freedom. I think that um, if you wanted to title this message anything, um, I, think, I think it would be that. There's freedom. He offers freedom. The fullness of life that he, that the invitation there is that he wants to give us freedom. And so I told you that I was going to give you a little, a little tip, a little trick for that. And it's found in Isaiah 61. Now, we already, I already gave you a couple little nuggets along the way, so those are for free, all right? So in Isaiah 61, verse 1, it says, The mighty spirit of the Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me, because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted and tell the captives you are free. Amen. To tell prisoners, be free from your darkness. And he said, I'm sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies. Who are God's enemies? To be friends with the world is to be at war with God, which makes you his enemy. But I don't think that's his enemy. I, I believe what the scriptures talk about when Jesus went down to hell and kicked Satan's butt was that he came back with the keys of sin, sickness, death. And there's one more. There's four keys. Huh? Captivity. There's one more. But, but the, the enemies of God are the things that keep his children enslaved. And that's, that's, that's the things that, you know, come from this world, but, but people are not God's enemies. I cannot say that any, any louder or clearer. We are not at war with people. Christians are not at war with people. We are commanded to love people. No ifs, ands, or buts, guys. That's my friend Lacey been saying, period. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. He said, 
to comfort all those who are in sorrow, to strengthen those who are crushed by despair, who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh. And that's, that's a big key right there. They're going to be planted by who? By Yahweh, by God, as living displays of his glory. Okay, I'm going to go back all the way to, um, to verse 1, where it says, The Spirit of the Lord of Yahweh is wrapped around me because who? Yahweh has anointed me. This is key, guys. This is the, this is the, this is the final thing I want to make sure you guys walk away with today. Who's anointed you? Who's the one who, who gives the authority to, to trample on serpents? Who's, who's the one who has commissioned us? He's the one who has commanded us to go, and he's the one who walks with us. He's the one who goes before us and beckons us onward. He's the one who stands behind us and says, I got your back. It is God that this world is in need of. And we, as the last verse stated there, verse 3, we are to be living displays of God's glory. But it does not happen without God's anointing. All right. This is the anointing. In the, the subtext of the passion, or however you want to say this, see. Anointing. The title of Messiah is taken from the Hebrew verb to anoint. Messiah means, and I know most of you guys, you know this, so it's a little refresher. Messiah means the anointed one. In other words, when you hear the word Christ, that means Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. So both Hebrew and Greek, Mashiach and Christos, which is where we get Christ from, our Lord Jesus quoted this passage in Nazareth and introduced his quote, jubilee ministry to Israel. The first three verses, which are the verses we just read over of this chapter, describe the twofold mission of Jesus. I want you guys to make sure you get this. The twofold mission of Jesus. Number one, to open the door of the day of grace to the world. Oh, come on. To open the door of grace to the world. Why? Because God is not imputing our trespasses against us. It's the reason why Jesus said, you can say to them their sins are forgiven and they'll be forgiven because that is the release of what? The truth. Jesus is the truth. And when you declare the truth that people's sins are forgiven, all they have to do is what? Turn, repent and believe. But if they reject it, that's on them. It is our job to to confirm and declare this truth. Your sins are forgiven. I know it's counterculture. It doesn't make sense. I've been sitting on this one for a little while, but I, it's, it's time for us guys to declare the truth of God's word. Their sins are forgiven. It's not blasphemy. Amen. They can be sinners. They can, they, they can be saved by grace though. All they need to do is hear the truth. And why? The truth will set them free. Amen. Not your coaching. Not your discipleship. Not all of, your, your one, not all of my one, two, three sermons. To open the door of the age of grace to this world. Number two, to proclaim the day of vengeance coming on. Here it is. Sin, darkness, sickness, and eventually the nations. 
this is like the most powerful part of this because it says, as a prophet, Jesus, I want you guys to just receive right here. I need whatever, whatever receiving looks like for you. Close your eyes, stretch out your arms, stretch out your arms, whatever, whatever you can do. Just let's silence all the noise. Jesus is the prophet who comes to preach the new season of grace. Number one, Jesus as a prophet. Number two, as a priest. I know this goes over a lot of our heads. But a priest goes to stand where we cannot. Jesus comes to heal. As a king, one who is exalted above everything else, Jesus comes to decree and herald peace and freedom to the captives. Freedom to the captives. Come on, if you're needing to be set free, don't move. Don't move. I know you're like, but I should shout. I should run. I should dance. I should sing a song. Don't move. All right, all my guys that got the little shiny tubes, I need you to stand up where you're at. Everybody else, don't move. All right. What I need you guys to do is I need you to get all around the edge of all the middles. I know you can't get around the very edge, but I need somebody on the corners. Yeah, Eric, you're back there. Kenny, stay right here. You good. Perfect. All right. Yeah, right there in the back. All right. Now hold them up real high. Oh, wait. Okay, you got to take off one of the ends. What you're going to do is you're going to do like this. And you're going to take what's inside of it and you're going to release it. And I believe this is prophetic of what we're talking about. You, nope, no, you don't put your thumb over the top. You'll just, you'll take, take it from the very end and you'll, you'll fling it. I need all you guys to do that, though. Yeah, freedom! Come on, thank you, Jesus. Come on, our soon and coming king. Come on, he's coming to set the captives free. And we are as messengers, thank you, guys. We are as messengers, guys. And, and I, I believe, I know, this is, this is going to sound silly, but I believe that this, this confetti is supposed to be the evidence of the anointing in our lives that breaks the yoke of bondage. Amen. There ought to be evidence of the anointing in our life for others to see that breaks the yoke of bondage <laughs> over sin, sickness, and death. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The anointing. Where does the anointing come from? It comes from him. Why has he anointed us? To set the captives free. You've got a mission. Get the anointing. If you're not free, you ain't setting nobody free. You're stuck in old mindsets. Oh, I can't believe. I'm not even going there. Confetti in church. 
confetti as, as an analogy for the anointing. Thank you, Lord, for the prophetic. I sense the stirring, guys. Thank you, Lord. Just open yourself to receive. Thank you, Lord. Who needs to receive this anointing? Who needs to be freed in here? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's um let's release the anointing over her life right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Um, can we gather around her right now? Would you lift up your hand for me one more time, ma'am? Would you guys gather around her? The Lord's going to free her right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Every yoke of bondage. Okay, guys. Thank you, Lord. Every yoke of bondage, I command to go right now in Jesus' name. Come on, we speak freedom over your mind, over your heart. Whoa, come on. Thank you, Lord, for more, more freedom. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in her life. This is what it looks like to be the body. Come on. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Come on. Can we thank him for what he's doing, guys? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Come on. Freedom. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Yeah. So good. Right now, we just bless your union. We bless your marriage. We bless your home and your family. Come on. Somebody get hands on my brother right there. Yeah. We bless you, bro. We bless you guys. We love you guys so much. I really feel the Lord speaking to them. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, come on, more, Lord. Wow. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. He's breaking every yoke. He's the chain breaker. Thank you, Lord, for the confetti of your spirit, the confetti of your anointing. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you. 
you, Jesus. Well, guys, I think that's about it for me. I heard there's a party going on tonight. Six thirty. Six thirty. Six thirty. Spread the news. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. We love you guys. If, you, if you're going to need prayer for anything else, we'll be here. And um, I just encourage you guys to enjoy the little things. Tell, hey, tell your neighbor before you leave, enjoy the little things. Enjoy the little things and get that anointing. Yeah, come on, he's so good. Turn the, the prayer playlist. Yeah, if you guys need prayer for anything else, we'll be here. Hey, we love you guys. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Y'all have a, a great Sunday. Yes, go love God, love people, and lead well.